Welcome back to another episode of the Super Nintendo Bros Podcast, where we talk about Nintendo, but we haven't done that in like a month, because it's been a really long time since we've had an episode out. Uh, joining me this week is not Russ. He's He got a little ill at the Sin City, so I've got uh, my boy Justin today. How's it going, man? Thanks it's going great, man. The, the Mountaineer of the Mushroom Kingdom. I Nobody can see it. I mean, I, I almost forgot like, the full intro, because it's been so long since I've done an episode, period. We're four and one. We're still climbing, so the Mountaineer of the we, Mushroom Kingdom is... I'm, I'm, I'm about to trust the clown. I think I'm I'm trusting the clown. <laughs> Seen a lot of memes. <laughs> it's uh, listen. I didn't trust the trust the clown for a couple of years. I've been very vocal about fire Neil Brown. Yep. But you know what? Let's let him ride it out. Let's see how he does. He's got four wins in a row. It's appropriate that I've come back for this episode. That the Mountaineers are doing okay. It is. We're doing okay. It is. Uh, speaking of doing okay. Um, you know what's not doing okay? What's that? 3DS and Wii U fans. After hearing this mm. morning that they're shutting down the eShops in April. Now, the 3DS shop shutting down is sad. The it Wii is. U one, how many people are actually using that? Four. Four. They're, 3DS, though. I mean, there's all kinds of games on it's, that. Well, you can't buy it. You can't add funds anymore anyway. This is the thing. Yeah, like, you have to you have to get a card or something like that right now. Yeah, so. I, I can't remember exactly how it works, but you can't like actually go on. and. They're yeah, basically just telling you to get everything now and... Buy, listen, at this point, it's forever physical. Yep, forever physical. Get the, if you want it, probably got to get it physical now, and that could cost you some money depending on what you want. Yeah. That's for sure. Because I know there's some pricey 3DS games out there. There are, especially yeah. RPGs. Always pricey. R- RPGs are expensive on any system. I feel like they just don't make enough of them. Speaking of RPGs, um, we had another speaking of transition. Let's talk about games we're playing. Because I know we've both spent some time with some RPGs recently. Uh, Justin, why don't you tell us what games you're playing? Playing a lot of games. Um, this summer, I played just a couple games, um, but now I'm just spreading all out all over the place. I'm playing Starfield, and then I'm also playing Tales of Arise, which I'm trying to go back to because uh, there is an expansion coming out. Yeah, the out DLC moment, coming out next month. Which or this I, have, month, yeah. I haven't watched anything on it because I'm. it's right after the story, so I want to finish Tales of Arise. Yeah, don't, don't spoil that for yourself. Some reason, I've really gotten back into Dragon Quest Eleven. It's a banger, man. That's a, uh, it's one of my favorite RPGs of the last twenty years. It's very satisfying. Um, you're getting to where it, got, it gets really good too. I think that's one of the reasons why you're really getting sucked in. I think about nineteen hours in, I did the arena where you fight with a partner mm-hmm. and did that whole story, and now something happens. I'm going to meet those two fighters that were in the arena too. And we're meeting off somewhere else in Dundrassel or something like that. So, right. a game, it's just, I don't know, something about it satisfying. It's football season. So, I've had the switch in my hand. I've also played a dock too. Um, now, it's it's a really good time. So, uh, I've been playing that. Uh, back to Final Fantasy 14. There was a big update that came out for it. And unfortunately, I always be playing some Overwatch right. well. and Rocket League here and there. Not as much as I used to, but. Every once in a while, so. Gotcha. So I've actually beat a few games in the last month since I've been on here, um, or since we've had an episode. Um, so I'll just dive into those first. First of all, last time uh, we recorded, I was smitten with Sea of Stars. That has not changed. Oh, yeah, I'm playing that, that too. That, I, for, uh, I forgot about that. I beat that game. I got the true ending. I, I can't even, like, I can't even delve into how much I truly love that game it might be a top 10 game of all time for me i'm kind of sitting on it for a bit 
for you know at least another month or so before I really start saying, okay, is this game as good as this game? Is it really up there with games like Ease Eight, with games like Illusion of Gaia, with games oh, spoilers? That's an SNES game. Uh, you know, games like Chrono Trigger, other RPGs like that. Yeah, I'm with you. It takes a while to to settle in and think about those things. It, also, I wonder how long, like, because we all have like a top five, top ten. It's usually older games. And sooner or later, some of these new games got to creep in. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know, we, we've talked talked in length this year about games that might be game of the year. Like we've talked about Zelda. We've talked about Baldur's Gate 3. Um, you know, looking at the slate for the rest of the year, what's coming out and what I've played this year. Sea of Stars is my game of the year. I don't think it's really, it's, I don't think it's that close. Sea of Stars are really good. I'm about 10 I, hours into you know, that. As much as I love Tears of the Kingdom and you know, Diablo and Final Fantasy is just, I think that one's really it for me. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get the full discussion on that when we have our end of the year, uh, trying to mock over the mannequin behind me. Yeah. I've got, I've got a list of games I got to finish before the end of the year so I can say my official game of the year. Yeah. I'm uh, going to get back and finish Final Fantasy 16. My goal is to finish Final Fantasy 16 at the very latest before Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth comes out in February, but I'm trying to finish it up before the end of the year. I'm going to jump back into it probably this weekend. Or it's very late, it's sometime in November, uh, because it's spooky season. And with that, I beat uh, my second spooky game of the year, which was uh, Paranormal Sight. Oh, okay, Switch. yeah. Yeah, visual novel. It was my first visual novel. Uh, the story just really sucked me in on that one. Um, great story. Really cool, like, murder mystery, but obviously with, like, the paranormal side to it, as suggested by the title. Um, if you've never played a visual novel... And you want something maybe a little interactive that's got a little bit of like, you can do some thinking with it, like maybe a little bit of detective work. That's definitely one to look into if you're a horror fan. Um, and then Qu the question about Paranormal Sight. Yeah. Because I, I played a little bit of it and I liked it. Are you going to go play other visual novels like Danganronpa now? I'm definitely more open to playing other visual novels now that I've actually gotten through or one. That, or that new one called. Um, Raincode, like mystery or something like that. Yeah, it's made from that. Um, it's Switch exclusive right Dang now. Danganronpa is probably one of the ones that I'm more interested in. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club also is a horror heard, one heard that I've heard good things about. I've heard about. great things so about that's, that. And I've got it on Switch, so that may be another one that I look for here uh, in the future. Uh, the next game that I beat is a game that I have on the record said many times the whole series is mid. And I stand by that, but... You know, I got this game earlier this year. I was like, you know what? I really want to knock this out of the backlog at this point. <laughs> Just want to beat it. And that way it's not like hanging over my head. That was Kirby Return to Dreamland. It was a nice little beach game because it wasn't like... So I'm sitting on the beach in my beach chair and it's easier to play it because the colors are brighter and more vibrant. So it's easier to play it on the Switch when the sun's out as opposed to playing, you know, something else that I'm currently playing. You know, so I just I went ahead and wrapped that game up the main story. I will say I, I wasn't a big fan of the main game, but I liked the epilogue, uh, where you play as a completely different character, which I'm not going to go too far into because it, it is spoilers for the main story. Uh, but it changed up the gameplay just enough that actually in the epilogue I had a good time. So that's for, cool. For that reason, I'm glad I went back and finished it. Will I buy the next Kirby game? Probably inevitably. Yes, you will. And then I'll complain about it, just like I'm sure I will inevitably buy. Sonic Superstars, probably at Black Friday when it's on sale. 
and then inevitably complain about that as well. This is the game I was talking about. Uh, Master. Oh, that's, you know, I. Master Detective Archives Raincode. I initially had. The, I have a copy of this if you want to borrow okay, it. Okay. I had the limited edition of that pre ordered at one point and I canceled it. Yep. Yeah, well, I have that and it's still, it's not very limited. It's still out. You right. Can buy so, it. yeah, it's a good call canceling that. It's not super rare. But yeah, this game's supposed to be, I don't know. I've tried to dry, dive into these visual novels too. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back to Paranormal Site, check out the Dang Rapa. Um, Glad you enjoyed it, though. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Good. The last game I'm currently playing is kind of tragic, as of last night. So I've mm. I've been on record before. Like, I love the Shadow Hearts series. I've never beat any of them. I've heard great things about these RPGs. Yeah, so I thought, you know what? It's spooky season. And, and definitely, at least the first one is very much a spooky game. Uh, whereas, like the, they're, like, the trilogy is considered cosmic horror, but... Mainly so, the first one is known for the, having the, the strongest horror elements, and then it kind of gets a little more uh, lighthearted or a little funnier as it goes. So I, I decided, you know what, I'm, I've, I was on vacation, looking for something to play. I was like, this is on my Steam Deck. I know it's only like a 20-hour game, so I'm going you know, to play through this, and then maybe I'll play Covenant. So I've got about two hours left to go in that game. I'm, I'm, like, I'm at the boss fight before the final dungeon last night. And uh, mind you, the... Bad ending is the canon ending going into the sequel. Um, so it's like I'm not going to do the extra stuff to get the good ending. So I beat the the boss in the final dungeon or in the dungeon before the final dungeon. Gotcha. And it's going through. I beat I beat that boss, and the game crashes. Mm. Fortunately, I had saved a state accidentally while trying to. Uh, while playing around with the emulation controls in the middle of that fight. So I loaded it back up, finished fight again. It crashed again. Hmm. So uh, I've realized that I, I think I'm at a point there where I don't know that I'm going to continue it. Um, I did a little messing around with visual settings last night. I'm going to try it one more time. I accidentally did save over the save state, but I still have the save point right before the boss fight. I just got to fight the whole boss again. Yeah. So I, I will try that one more time on those settings. If that doesn't work... I'm going to play. I'm just going to go ahead straight to Covenant on the PlayStation 2. Oh, do you have physical copies? I do yet? have a physical copy of all three of those. Games. All three. What's the third one called? Uh, from it's, the New World. It from is the New World. I don't so, think I've ever seen that one yeah, in person. Which is funny because it's, it's the cheapest of the series. Hmm. Um, the thing is, too, like with Shadow Hearts 1 and 2, uh, Covenant, which is the second one, that's a direct sequel. It takes place six months after the end of the original. Um, and has the same main protagonist and uh, some of the same characters, not in your party, but some of the same main side characters are in the game. Um, whereas From the New World takes place in the United States well after the events of Shadow Hearts 1 and 2, um, with only a couple recurring characters, but still none of your party members. Uh, basically, it takes place in like a fictional alter alternate uh, universe, Earth, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, or a fictional history, historical fiction. Uh, the first they take place the first two across Asia and Europe. That's pretty cool. So yeah, they're, they're really cool games. Covenant especially, I have really fond memories of playing some of when I was in college. So if I, like, shout out to Midway. Yeah, shout out to Midway. Published the game. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a lot of people don't know this. I miss Midway. Uh, there was an RPG called Kodoka on the PlayStation One. And that is actually the first game in the Shadow Hearts series. That ever come to America? It did come to America. It got an American release. And uh, there are, you don't have to play Kadelka to understand Shadow Hearts, but there are characters, there's a major character, an NPC late game who was 
uh, her name is Kodaka. The game was named after her. Gotcha. Is a major NPC as far as like major story implications. But you don't have to play the first one to understand. Wow. As long as you put, you can just jump into Shadow Hearts and be fine without knowing Kodaka itself. Plus, Kodaka's pricey. Yeah, I've done a lot of retro game shopping and, and worked at GameStop back in the height of these days. I had never saw this game one time. Right. You know, I think the first Shadow Hearts hovers around $100, $120 maybe at this point. It's it's a pretty expensive game. Uh, Covenant and From the New World. Covenant, you can get between $75 and $100 typically. From the New World, you can could score for around $50. Mind you, those prices are within, like, those were probably about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. So those may be a little more expensive now. Yep. But highly That's recommend them. So spooky season. I have. I'm gonna try to play Island Wake before Island Wake too. Good one. I got it for free on PlayStation Plus whenever they did the remaster. I guess free. I put. Mm -hmm. I pay for that. So right. But I, I'd like to play that. Other than that, I don't know what I would play for spooky season. Maybe Luigi's Mansion Three. I never. Nice. Beat that That's one. a good one. I like. I love Luigi's Mansion Three. Getting back on the Nintendo topic. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, check out uh, you know Spooky Season uh, when Russ is back for the next episode. We are going to do a Spooky Season episode. I think we're going to do Resident Evil. Oh, nice! So it's like a series retrospective as far as like the Resident Evil games on Nintendo systems. So we'll cover that soon to kind of wrap up October and get to a Spooky episode. But um, well, I mean, we'll have a lot to talk about though because of course Super Mario Wonder is launching here in about two weeks. Wow! Um, Super Mario RPG launches two weeks after that. Uh, Star Ocean 2, a couple weeks after that, you know, we're just rolling into big time. Oh, yeah. Big time releases. I kind of forgot about this. But um, we don't have to talk about new releases to talk about new games, though, or good games, though. We don't. No, we could talk about uh, what I consider to probably be, and I don't want to include the Switch in this conversation yet because it's still an ongoing console, but I consider at the moment the Super Nintendo to be the best legacy console, at least, of all time. I have this game I play in my mind. If I was stranded on an island with one system, would I take the Super Nintendo or the PlayStation 1? See, those are always the two legacy systems yeah. that are in my head, too. And it's it's kind of cheating if you would take the PS2 because it would play all the PS1 games. Right. So I'd keep well, it Well, that, that makes it an easy choice. That would make but it... It's tough. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Like, the RPGs that I want to play on the Super Nintendo, they got PlayStation ports. Take that out of it. Taking that out of it, I'd, t I'd take Super Nintendo. Take Super Nintendo. Yep. I don't know what I would take. I'd probably take a PS1 because that's when I really started getting into RPGs, which I'll get into my list. Um, but then I went back and played these games. So, But I can't disagree with that argument. I mean, it's just such a good... Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. So uh, last time, one of the last times Justin was on, one of the last times, we did a top 10 NES games. I still have my top 10. Here. Yeah. So today we're doing top 10 Super Nintendo games. And he and I are eventually going to go through the whole library of Nintendo consoles and handhelds with this series. Um, but today it's time for Super Nintendo. And I've got um, one, two, three, four. I've got five honorable mentions that I want to briefly cover. And then we'll go through. And uh, do you have honorable mentions? I, I do. I have, okay. I have three honorable mentions. Okay. And then we'll go through our top 10s. Yep. So Justin, why don't you go ahead and talk to me about your honorable mentions? Honorable mention. So number one honorable mention I'm going to give you is Star Fox. Okay. Doesn't make my top 10, but I remember getting it. It was just such a different kind of game. I think people had a really uh, similar experience with F-Zero, like that 3D kind of look. Love Star Fox. Love that you can go on different paths and everything. But if I had to break it down, doesn't make my top 10. Um, but definitely a shout out to Star Fox. 
You know what? I've never played Star Fox 2. Is that on Switch? It is on the... I believe it is on the Switch. Is it on the Switch now? Because I know, I it, I know it's on, on my virtual online. console, like, little thing. Like, yeah, on the, the SNES Classic. Yes. I think it's on the Switch. I need to look at that. Yeah. I'll get back to you. And we'll do professional podcasting here. What is an honorable... Ma- Did you play Star Fox back? Is that on your list at So, all? I played the original Star Fox, but I played it, like, within the last three or four years. It's not something I beat back in the day. I really even played. It's kind of a day. rough game to look it's at. It's a rough game to play now, yeah. especially when you played Star Fox 64 first. Uh, it is not on my list anywhere. It's not. It's not. Also, not on my honorable mentions. Not that it's a bad game. It's. It's. It's a good game, but it's kind of like in the veins of F Zero, where like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not on my list anywhere. Which shout out to F Zero 99. Nintendo once again with the 99 games knocked that out of the park. Yeah, I've heard great things about yeah, that. Really uh, cool stuff. Star Fox 2 is on Nintendo Switch Online. I need to do a playthrough of that. That way I can just, just to say I beat it. Yeah, you know? I, I might too. Because I beat, you know, I beat the original Star Fox. I beat 64. I saw Star Fox 2 at Toys R Us. Like, they were like pre-ordering for it. Yeah, and it just didn't, exi- that didn't exist anymore. Right, so. yeah. Shout out to that game. Very neat, but doesn't make my top 10. All right. What's one of yours? Uh, so the first one I want to talk, this is more of a shout out. Actually, it's both. Uh, Secret of Mana. It's my first oh. honorable mention. Uh, wow. Which this week, so this as is a recording, tough top 10 then. <laughs> yeah. This top 10 was different. As well, like, especially like my top 10. The last number 10 and the honorable mentions were tough to sort between. Seven through nine were tough to sort between. And then four and five were, t- were, were tough to sort between. Yeah. So it's, it's toughness everywhere. But uh, Secret of Man, actually, this week as of recording or last week as of release, that actually celebrated the 30th anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Man, I'm old. Not the PS4 port. Not not the PS4 remake. But I want to talk about that. <laughs> you can hear that music if you close your eyes. <sighs> they ruined the, one of the best soundtracks ever. <laughs> ruined it. Now, if the game doesn't crash as much, it doesn't buggy as much as when it initially released, it's not terrible because you can turn on the original music. I got you. But I'm, I'm sorry to bring that up to you. I know it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's um, my next honorable mention, and this is going off of I always have a rule when I do these top tens. I choose one game per series. Oh, okay. That's my personal thing. Uh, you don't have to do that, obviously. Yeah. And actually, there is one place that's kind of cheating on my list, but not really. We'll discuss when we get there. Actually, two of those, really. Final Fantasy V. That is the best iteration of the job system in the entire series. Yeah, I- I'm playing Final Fantasy V, hit or miss here. It's it's definitely, if I had to pick the weakest out of the Super Nintendo, which you're talking about juggernauts at this point, Four and four and six. Mm-hmm. I would still say five. It, it's great. I enjoy it. Right. But it's just man. Four and six are just maybe once you finish it. Maybe yeah. And I didn't used to feel that way about five until I replayed it this past year on the Pixel Remasters yeah. uh, last year. And then I thought I realized, man, this uh, maybe it was this. But would you put it above four or six? I think I would put it above four. Really? Yes. Oh my grace. As much nostalgia, and I say that like coming from a place where I have you know the nostalgia I have for four. Yeah. It was my first RPG. But the job system in five is it's good, so good. It's good, yeah. That it it outdoes what four does on a whole because of the job system, and it's got a solid story, yeah, and maybe a better soundtrack. Soundtrack is very good. Yeah, um, I've got two more. Fours. Oh man, four so four still great. It's Don't tough. get me wrong. I know, I know. It's, it's tough. It's like tough. it's those are three. I've got, I've got two more. I don't yeah, I've got four. three more. Go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll give you one more. Then you give me two. Okay. Uh, shout out honorable mention to Looney Tunes B ball. Everybody was playing NBA Jam. Looney Tunes B-Ball was so Never good. Played it. Oh my gosh. Me and my cousin played this so much. Uh, you get to pick your 
it was two on two. Uh, Marvin the Martian was specialized in three-point shots. He had a special that he he could shoot all the way across the whole thing. Daffy Duck was defense. Great game. Great game. I love Couldn't put it in my top 10, but I almost put it in my top 10. I love this, these little games like that that we choose. And again, I don't think I really stressed. These are our personal yes. favorites. They aren't like, oh, these are the best games on the Super NES. These are our favorites. Yes. Because I'm willing to bet nostalgia here. that I've got a couple on. I mean, I would say like based on my list, most of these you would at least find in the top 25 SNES games for the most part. Maybe top 50. But I think most of mine you would find in the top 50. Um, my next two honorable mentions. Uh, one, I don't want to talk about too much right now because we're going to get a remake. That's Super Mario RPG. Oh, uh-huh, okay. I have lots of fond memories with that. It was one of the few RPGs I actually owned. I had that and I had Chrono Trigger. Um, had the box too, didn't you? I did have them both complete in box at one point in time. <laughs> Sickening. Um, it's just lots, lots of like lots of good memories. Can't wait to play Super Mario RPG. RPG. Yeah, I'm so excited to replay it next month, and I'm going to try to get through it before Star Ocean Two. Which, it's not a super long game. I think I can do it. Maybe, yeah. Uh, also, and this, this probably be a surprise, this didn't make my top 10 based on my love for the series. It's Mega Man X. Oh, okay, great game. Uh, which, fantastic game. Definitely the best Mega Man on the Super Nintendo. First game in the X series, obviously. It just is so much to... Um, to kind of evolve the gameplay of what was the original Mega Man series. You know, all these new abilities and different ways to... Uh, you know, different upgrades for your suit, like your boot upgrades and everything else. It just makes it a much more, much deeper experience as far as that's concerned. And I love how, like, the stages, if you play them in the right order, some stages get damaged. Like, if you play one st- this one particular stage first and then go to another stage, you'll notice that stage has been, like, damaged cool. from, like, aftermath of other things happening. I love the Super Nintendo graphic style. Yeah, I do. Because when I think of that game, when I think of Mega Man 10, I don't know why, but I think of like the X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Yeah. It just has that it's same color palette almost. I yeah. know it's futuristic and everything, but... I'm going to correct you it's because it's going to bug me. X-Men. Mega Man X. Mega Man X. Mega Man 10 is a different game. Mega Man, oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're yeah. right. Yes. Mega Man X. Then there's X. Yeah, you're right. There's X and there's X2 and so on. And there's I got Mega you. Man 10. Mega Man X. Yeah. So that same art style for it. Yeah. Uh, it's similar, but it's like kind of the Super Nintendo is a little more zoomed in on it. Yeah, and yeah. Everything. So I love that. What's your next honorable mention? Well, I grew up loving superheroes. Um, went to the movie theaters saw all the movies back then there wasn't that many movies had action figures i gotta give a huge shout out we played this game we never beat it it was really hard adventures of batman and robin nice i've never played it but from the cartoon it always looked cool oh so good uh you could play two-player co-op and i had i had two older brothers so that i got to play some of these games you're going to see that where we played each other and stuff like that but man adventures of batman robin that game still holds up if they ported that game i'd buy you know how limited runs doing the jurassic park collection yeah if they did like an old school batman games that would be like batman returns uh adventures of batman robin impossible nes batman the impossible i've always heard batman forever is one of the best batman games like batman forever on ps1 you get drive around the city batman forever sorry uh Batman beyond oh batman beyond i've always heard was amazing yeah i've never played that one batman forever wasn't bad no batman and robin is the one you drive around the batmobile right. um i would totally buy that because i'm just a sucker for those games even batman begins was not a bad game on ps2 and gamecube it, but I, I, I would check it out if i had it shout out um features of batman and robin my honorable mention this is the one that i struggled most with not putting in my top 10 and you might shame <laughs> me because i'm gonna take a strong guess that this is in your top 10 turtles in time oh 
Wow. It's one of the best beat-em-ups ever. It is. Truly, it might be my favorite beat-em-up ever. I'd have to really think about it. Just a, man, that's just, I rented that game so much. Like, I think, honestly, the only game that I might have rented more than Turtles in Time was either Mega Man X or, um, yeah, Mega Man X. Might be the only game I rented more. That's a great one. Than Turtles in Time. I just, oh, five is two on the SNES. Uh, those were my three, like, my three go-tos at Farmmore when I go to SNES Farmore. games. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that's where we had a lot of Shout games Shout out from. to Farmmore. We always rented from until it closed down. Then we the went to... The best, uh, man. Video World was expensive. Video World sucked. When that place closed, I was so happy. You know they didn't give me a job? I wanted to work there. That sucks. And then I ended up working at GameStop. Listen, and then that's how I met you. This is true. So it worked out. It worked. Um, but I, I lived right beside it, and I was there all the time. Maybe I annoyed them. You know, maybe I'm right. just figuring this out. But screw that place. I'm glad they went under. It's kind of like if Jonathan Cook came in the GameStop and applied, and we're like, no. Oh, my gosh. I Shout out Jonathan Cook. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Salvatore. Oh, Cavill. my gosh. I saw him recently. Oh, no way. I was like, man, Salvatore. You know who, when you were talking about Shadow Hearts, reminded me of a Jared Smallrich. Oh, yeah. He loved that. He loved those he games. Good, good taste. He good did taste. have good taste, yeah. Also, uh, Scott Reese had good taste in games. He's a big Grandia guy. He did. He, he played Final Fantasy XI, too. Yep. Like, every single night. Um, Crazy, man. Shout out to Video Warehouse, though. That was the, the best rental store because I got free movies and paychecks from there. Well, I didn't know you worked there. I worked there for a while. I did not know that. When I used to teach, I, would, I had one time in a middle school class, my kids were like, Mr. Harper, what kind of job did you have when you were in high school? I was like, I worked at a video store. What's that? <laughs> My answer was, I told him it was a giant walk-in Redbox. That's true. Because this was when Redbox was still like really big. I wish I wish Blockbuster was still around or something. Just nostalgia. Like, Just go get, going, yeah. I think they're out in the Midwest somewhere. There's one out there. I know there is, there is a, a last Blockbuster out there somewhere. There at least was up until very recently near Amish Country, Ohio, where you and I were going to oh, this yeah. weekend. Uh, there was still a rental store. I follow a lot of these like 90s nostalgias, and they always like play this music it's usually actually from donkey Kong country too that ambience that water level yeah. music and then they're like going through blockbusters taking to a movie theater back and then oh yep. my gosh which speaking of man you and i are going game hunting on sunday we are i might I'm look for, i might look for shadow arts i've got that you should it's a great game i don't think i have that i've got that 95 dollar credit for uh oh, the exchange so i'm hoping to find something good shout out game exchange might be the worst has the same games i swear we need to go to the ross park when it's the biggest one okay that we can eat you might, factory, you might talk that, me into that. Get that mid food, but the good cheesecake. It's good food. Huh. <laughs> it's okay food. It's it, not terrible. It's not Kirby food. It's not Kirby food. It's better than Kirby. When I think of mid, I think of Kirby, all right? Okay. And we'll call it we'll call it the decent food. Yeah, we'll say it's the adventures of Batman and Robin. Okay. You know? It's not it's not But with like Chrono Trigger cheesecake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's get into our top tens. You want me to go first? I want you to tell me what you have in your I'm number excited 10. about this. I don't know if I've ever told you I played this game. My number 10, oh, we played this so much. And a lot of people played this one on regular Nintendo a lot more, but I got it on Super Nintendo. It's why I love football so much. Tecmo Super Bowl three, the I, final edition. I never played any of the Tecmo Bowls. Oh my gracious. Never. Like I did play some classic, like I played like double dribble on the NES, and I played uh like Blades of Steel on the NES and the Ken Griffey's, uh, the first Ken Griffey game on the SNES, but I never played Tecmo Bowl. When, I, when we got Tecmo Bowl, it was the last one that came out right before the Cleveland Browns went away in the 90s because the Browns were still in it. I had an Andre Risen jersey. 
And then, of course, after they went away, I still just kept playing Tecmo Bowl because I don't think the Madden, I don't, I don't think I ever had Madden for a while. So I just kept playing Tecmo Bowl like it was the same thing. And I became a Miami Dolphins fan, had Dan Marino. This game was so good. The playbook was simple. Uh, it started out on regular Nintendo with Tecmo Bowl. A lot of people played that one. This is this was absolutely great. I don't know why. I never. I guess I could finally dive into it and figure out. I mean, they knew this was the last version. Maybe they lost the license to Madden, and they're right. like, "This is it." But Tecmo Super Bowl, man. I know. Started, um, uh, a I lot. used to watch my cousins play Tecmo Bowl. Bo Jackson, super OP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent OP. I I tried to go back and play the original NES one. It's just it's terrible. My number ten. Um, couple caveats on number ten. This is kind of cheating. Because it's part of a Don't cheat. It's part of it's kind of cheating on my own rule. Okay. Because there is a trilogy, quote unquote, of games on the SNES by Enix that isn't officially a trilogy, but they're like spiritually and considered by fans a trilogy, but not like officially acknowledged as so. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the third and final game in that trilogy. And it was never released in, the, in America, but there is a European version, so it's very easy to access like an official dub. That's Terra Enigma. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic RPG. It takes place, I love games that take place, in, we talk about the Shadow Arts, mm-hmm. that take place in like a fictitious version of Earth. Yes. Because like you go to different places in like America and Africa, you're all over the world. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a super cool action RPG. You got a really solid story. Uh, main character is a cocky little guy, cocky little asshole. I love it. Kind of like Yuri from Shadow Arts. Um, it's just a really fun. I would one of the best action RPGs. Oh, it's an action RPG. Yeah, definitely an action RPG. Uh, I would say it's the second best action RPG on the system. Second only to another game in the series that I want to talk about a little later. Terra Enigma. Terra Enigma. Highly recommended. The cool thing is you don't have to play those games in any kind of order. There's three of them. Um, you can just play them. However you want, because are all working. three on this list? No, I only included two. Okay, I did not include Soul Blazer. Soul Blazer, okay. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Act Razor was a part of that. It is not, but it's fun fact. Uh, Act Razor and uh, Soul Blazer and the other game on this trilogy that's on my list, they actually share some sound effect assets. And I thought they it was Act Razor was made by Enix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do share some some sound effects and whatnot. Enix, man. They were so good that Square said, we got to go get them. They did. And that was a smart move. That I was swear. acquisition season was this open. This is why we're getting Sargent, too. Yeah, we are getting Sargent. Because my copy of Sargent, too, says Enix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to be upset about my number nine. Okay. Now, the reason my number nine, there's a couple that I have low because I played these way later in life. Okay. So the other ones, yet again, you iterated. This is our top ten from our childhood. But still, I this is too good to not put on it. I got to put Chrono Trigger on this list. Oh, I know number nine, but I never played Yikes, it till way that's later. That's fair. Well, that was me with, with Terra Enigma. I literally I played it like two years ago. Was that, yes, I, or during COVID, as I was going to play through this. I get it. Chrono Trigger. Shout out Jared Smallridge recommended this to me at GameStop. We were talking about choice and consequence from Fable. Is actually why I played this game. Right, and he's like, dude. They did this a long time ago. They did. In Chrono Trigger. And I bought Final Fantasy Chronicles and played the PS1 port. Yeah, shout out to that collection. It's great. The two Final Fantasy, the three Final Fantasy collections, the two in particular, Chronicles and Anthology on the PlayStation. And Origins. Origins was Yeah, it. Origins was the third one. But yep. Anthology and Chronicles. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chrono Trigger, four, this game five, six. This game does things that, you know, I'm sure you'll talk about it more later, but the music's so good. 
the character design I grew up on Dragon Ball Z. I love that. So that immediately stood out to me. That the one I played had cutscenes in it, uh, which I don't. I don't think that there. I've never they played the original the PlayStation version. Yeah, and I think they're. I think they're on the PC version as well. They're not on the on the DS version though. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. But the PC version is definitive because you get the co- the uh, extra content from DS mm. plus cutscenes. Nice. Love this game. Love it so much. It does have to go at number nine because I played it so later. That's fair. That's I, I get. And when that. I think of the Super Nintendo, I just don't think about because I played it on PlayStation. Right. And it's so good that it. You could have convinced me that game was a PlayStation. Yeah, game. yeah. I, I mean, I, get it, that. It, I assume it came out later in the SNES, right? Uh, I mean, it, came out, it came out in like '96, I believe. Yes. So it was. It was a little. No, no, it was '95. It was a little later. I was in fifth grade when it came out. It was a little later in that lifespan. Very advanced. I mean, this game yeah. looks. Gorgeous. Because I think the N64 came out when I was in sixth grade. Music was great. Yeah. Yeah, N64 came out when I was in sixth grade, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, number nine, Chrono Trigger. What's your number nine, buddy? This is going to be controversial because my seven, eight, and nine, I've said, so seven, eight, nine, it's, it's interesting. I've gone on the record several times, and I still think this is true. I've said it on this show. My number nine game is the best 2D platformer of all time. Mm. Which is funny when you hear about seven and eight. But number nine is Del Kong Country 2. It is the best 2D platformer of all time. However, there are two others on this system that I personally like more. Yes. But just the execution of Donkey Kong Country 2 is the best of the is the the best of the three as far as being a game. And I still prefer the final boss in this game for my other two. Um 2D platformers. I have so Donkey Kong Country 2, you have the lower, is it because you played it later on? Like, um, I life? beat it later on. I, I think just if, if I had to choose between the three of the 2D platformers that I'm going to talk about, I would choose them based, uh, I, I guess maybe a little bit on nostalgia, but fun factor in the long run. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Donkey Kong Country 2 does have that frustrating difficulty, whereas the other two I'm going to mention really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Great choice. Yeah, I, I beat it much later on, whereas the other two I beat as a child. Yeah. So they're a little easier for me to kind of lean toward. But, you know, if you haven't played Donkey Kong Country 2, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be getting Donkey Kong Country 2 later on. So nice. I have it up on my list there. So I, I had a hard time putting it that low. Yeah. I mean, but really, the whole list is like, how am I ranking this game, this game that low? There's so much on here, though. Like my number four and five, I still, I literally just changed them around within the last five minutes. <laughs> I can't decide. My number eight. Your number eight. Super Punch-Out. I never played Super Punch-Out. I grew up on Punch-Out. I had the Mr. Dream version. I did not have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I think he already did. I had Mike Tyson. He must have done something already. Right. Because Mr. Dream was in mine. Um, did you ever beat Mr. Dream? No. Never beat Mr. Dream. Um, Mike Tyson's also a, uh, he was a bitch. I got, I got to him. Um, you know, beat Soda Popinski and all that stuff. But Super Punch-Out, Super Punch-Out was great, man. So good. The last two fights were Nick Bruiser and, and something else Bruiser. Uh, great game. Lots of good characters in it. You know, I've never played the Wii version of Punch-Out. Wii version of Punch-Out very faithful to the original Punch-Out. It's great. I love the Wii version of Punch-Out. Might have to find that or load that up somewhere. Yeah, it's fun time. It's really good. It's not motion controls, is it? I think you can play with a sideways Wii remote, just like oh, okay. using an NES controller. Because a lot of those fights are like one-to-one the same as the NES fights. Oh, man. Which is super cool. Um, I beat Super Punch-Out not too long ago on the virtual console because I... I Basically, remember, like, once you do the fights, you kind of memorize them. See, I beat Mr. Dream on the Nintendo Switch Online app. Mm-hmm. I have never beat Mike Tyson. 
No, I, I never beat Mr. Dream. I tried. Very tough. I, it took a lot of patience. I tried. A lot of uh, loading state back to the beginning of the match. Not during the match, but that mm -hmm. way I didn't have to like, go down ranking and climb back up. Super Punch Out was a game my dad loved watching. Yeah. Because he just... He was, a fun game to watch. Because I mean, people like boxing back then a lot yeah. more than they do now. So. Yeah, it's like with, with Punch Out on the Wii, it's like it creates a much bigger spectacle. Yeah. of the old Punch-Out game. That's pretty cool. It kind of it does to Super Punch-Out what Super Punch-Out did to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, my number eight is Super Mario World. Oh, my gracious. That's low, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that's really the, the, low. Like, I struggled. This looks hard. <laughs> like, Super Mario World is my favorite Mario game. Oh, my gracious. It is my favorite 2D Mario game. <laughs> I love Super Mario World. It's, it's like World. number eight. It, it hurt me to put it there, but I like the other games. Did you get the pack in whenever? It, I got the pack in. I did too, yeah. Yeah, I remember my dad, we, we, had, we had the thing on Lightway. I wanted it really bad. My buddy Lee, he moved into my area and started school with me in second grade. And I remember, I remember specifically, he started the day before the kid who's sitting next to me. He had, well, the, guy, the guy who's sitting next to me, he was a friend of mine at the time. His name was Jason. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was moving the day after. My friend Lee had moved in, and I was like, "Man, they're gonna put this Lee kid next to me. I'm not gonna like him because mm. you know my buddies with Jason. I don't want to about Lee." Well, long story short, Lee became one of my best friends ever. He's still to this day one of my best friends, and because uh, we immediately started talking about video games. Wow, nice. that's, that's how it works. And he's like, "Do you know the Super Nintendo? I have Super Nintendo." He's, I'm like, "What is a Super Nintendo?" Yeah, like I had the Nintendo Power, but I really barely. I think they got nowhere to read back yeah, then. It's like, <laughs> they were probably still trying to promote regular Nintendo back yeah, then, too. So like, yeah, they were. They were still pushing the NES. I went home to my dad about Super Nintendo. I was like, we got to have one, Dad. So I remember he went to Walmart. He put the Super Nintendo with the Super Mario World pack in. Shout out to Layaway. On Layaway, along Layaway. with another game we're going to talk about later. Oh, my god. Not going to name it right now. Because I can talk all day about it. Um, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night when I, he worked 3.30 at midnight. This was a couple months after he put it on layaway. And sometimes when I would wake up after he'd get home, and I knew he was in the living room, like watching TV or playing Nintendo or something, I'd get up and I'd go say hi to him and talk to him for a minute because I wouldn't see him much during the day unless it was a day off because of my school schedule, his work schedule. Mm -hmm. Walk in the living room, and he's playing this other game that's further up my list that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> And I was like, whoa. And I'll never forget the next day getting home and going to town. That's but awesome. Super Mario World, man. Lots of nostalgia. He cracked it open without you. He, he did. He's, he's like, like, I'm playing this. I got to do he, this. He used to be, listen, my dad used to be a big Nintendo gamer. Uh, he fell off with the N64. Yeah, the 3D. The my, 3D. My dad yeah. would play with me too a little bit, but the yeah, 3D. Yeah, because by the time that came out, like he's in his mid 40s. He's like, he's not really too much in the 3D. Yeah. He'll, you know, if you put like a, an old school 2D game or something in front of him, this will play it. But. 3D made a lot of people motion sick and stuff. Yep. It was, it was it was a lot to take in, but we were young, so we're like, we're going to figure this out. Shout out to my dad. He just turned 73, and uh, if I were to put Super Mario World in front of him, or like a 2D Mario game, he'd play the shit out of it. That's awesome. Even though he mostly now plays like Sudoku and Search and Find games, but it's fine. Super Mario World, what a great game. It is amazing. Lots of nostalgia there for that one. Oh, yeah. Pain me to put that low, but it is one of those. A lot of good games on there. My number seven pains me to put this one so low because this is one of my favorite birthday gifts I've ever gotten in my life. Donkey Kong Country. Everybody was talking about Super Mario World, which I loved. And I actually have higher because, uh, spoiler, I have Super Mario World on here. That's fair. Why wouldn't you? But Donkey Kong Country was so good. Riding the, the rhino around and everything. Getting the frog. Oh, my gracious. Did you, uh, did you get the promotional game. videotape? In the mail from Nintendo Power for the game? I don't know if I did or not. Because that's how my dad and I discovered that game. We got the videotape in the mail, so we decided to watch it. We're like, let's see what this is about. And we were blown away by the video. So when it came out a few weeks later, we were instant by. 
Yeah. And it was, when I was a kid, like getting a game was an event because it didn't happen very often. No, yeah, Typically same it was thing. like birthday, Christmas, and maybe one or two more peppered throughout the year, like tax returns or things like that. Sometimes you get a bad game too. And sometimes you get a bad one. You get a battle toads like I did. And we got stuck on that for... Not like, that it's a bad game, but... No, it's, but it's, your parents are like, you still got battle toads to play? I'm like, I hate this game. Right. Because it makes me want to murder somebody. I did pretty good. Like I didn't really, I don't really buying a whole lot of stickers because we run them so much. But very rarely yeah. do we buy games that we rented on. I had Battletoads. I remember opening the box, coming home from school one day. So, but yes, Donkey Kong Country, loved it. Yeah, I think it reinvented. I love the world map on it. It wasn't as good as Super Mario World, but it was still very good. Um, man, what a what a great game. Just love it. Love the music, everything. Love the vibes. Makes you feel happy. Nice, nice. Except for the oil place. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country. Not very happy there. Yeah, those were a little rough. The minecart mine levels. were tough. Yeah, they were tough. I still think two was harder overall. Oh, yeah. like, oh, the late, late stages in two were just two ridiculous. Was, two was tough, especially if you're trying to get the coins and everything. The last stage before you fight King K. Roll in Donkey Kong Country two were ugh, music in two so hard. It could all soundtrack is OP. I think I like the music in the first one a little better because the underwater greatest underwater theme of all time. It does. I'm telling you that a lot of those nostalgic videos I watch have that water music. Yep. I'll yes. send you some. Best underwater music ever. I'll send you some. So, but yeah, Donkey Kong Country 2 or Donkey Kong Country. Yep. Number seven. My number seven is my last 2D platformer I have on this list. You probably know what it is at this point. It is Yoshi's Island. Oh my gracious. <laughs> it's so low. Yeah, this is another one of those like kind of cheating because technically it's Super Mario World 2, but I consider it part of the you Yoshi series. You can't. You got to have them both on there. Yeah. Oh, I consider it part of the Yoshi God. series. I just, speaking of soundtracks, oh. that's the kind of music in that game that just gets stuck in your head. You know what doesn't make sense about that? The, re the rest of the Yoshi Island games had the worst music ever. I know. What happened? I don't even know. Well, to be fair, most of the rest of the Yoshi's Island games were also bad. I know, but like you had such great... Uh, yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't understand that. We need to try it again, Nintendo. Yeah, how are you not making Stop good making Yoshi you, games? I mean, they're, they're, use Yoshi's Island as a template. How are you not duplicating? Just this? remake Yoshi. Actually, you don't need to remake it. It's already out on Virtual you Console. Put, you can put it on Switch online. online. That's how so. I most recently played it was NSO, and I I love the game. It was like as a kid when you got Yoshi for the first time in Super Mario World. Like, oh man, it's a dinosaur. This is awesome because that's seven. It's a dinosaur. It's the greatest thing ever. Dinosaurs are real. And then here, a year or two later, dinosaurs do exist. A year or two later, here, we got Yoshi's Island. You just play as the Yoshi. You always have Yoshi. You I'm always sorry. have Yoshi. Biggest downside of that game, crying Mario. Yeah, it's pretty that's bad. The only, that's the only rough side. Um, Wish you could just get rid of him. Just play as Yoshi. Yeah, and, and the game was kind of, it's as hard as you want to make it because of the collect, like the collecting yep. of like the you know the little stars for the timer and the red coins and the... Uh, the sunflowers, sunflowers or daisies yeah. or whatever they are, yeah. If you get all of them, then you got to roll at the end of it to mm -hmm. hopefully get the bonus level. Yeah, and if you get all of them for every stage, you unlock harder levels, you know. There's one for each world that you unlock all the way through. I don't think I ever did all the I hurdles. didn't do those, but I've been thinking I think I did a, I think I did back a, and doing I did a few it. of them. Because I think I'm, I'm overdue a playthrough of, of all three of those platformers. Yeah. Especially They're Mario so World and Yoshi's Island. Especially now we're getting in the fall, yeah. winter, perfect time to play. Oh, those. yeah, Absolutely. What's your number six? It's going to hurt you, buddy. But like I said earlier, I didn't play this till later in life. I got to put it on here because it's one of the greatest games of all time. Final Fantasy VI. That's, you just played is, that last Which year. is Final Fantasy III. Again, 3. I understand. Uh, I played this on PlayStation 1. I See, never, yeah, I that's never, where I first played it was PS1. I never beat it on PlayStation 1. But it's just it gets mad respect for me. Uh, the, the soundtrack, it's so, it's so good. I don't know how they did that on a Super Nintendo. It's crazy. Shout out to Super Nintendo soundtrack. Or sound chip, 
The Genesis. Yes. I had a Genesis. Horrible. Genesis does what Nintendo don't, and that sounded like shit. <laughs> it was terrible. Russ is crying right now. Oh, as man. He plays Sonic. It's just true. There's no way you can listen to Final Fantasy VI soundtrack and be like, there's anything as good on Sega. Can I just point out, too? I want to take a quick break from talking about these top 10 lists. I just want to point out that um, Russ recently did a Resident Evil playthrough mm. for the whole series. Mm. He did not play the original Resident Evil. That's a shame. But he played Resident Evil 6. You did. Say that was a good game at one time. Not I, a good recipe. Yeah, used to defend it. But when I tried replaying it, oh, I realized how wrong I was. I can't look at the logo and never see it. Terrible. Is that the one with the Which one? Yeah, the yeah, that's, the that's the, yeah. That's so. Do you think Russ knows about that? I don't know, but he should. He probably does. He probably. I, I figure he does. He, he, look he, up. he knows cool little like game facts like that. He does. He does. Quirky things. But anyways, yeah. Um, give me other thoughts you were going to throw. Final Fantasy Six, great soundtrack, great characters. Uh, love the story. Still think about it. Still think about my playthrough that I did. I streamed it um, in Celeste. Celeste. Uh, didn't jump off a cliff. Yep. Which you didn't know that, right? No, I did not. You always thought it happened. And it's random by the fish. I looked it up, the fish that you bring in yeah, there. Yeah, I ended up looking it up my playthrough too. And I was like, I, could, I, yeah, I yeah. just got super lucky. Game's and, so good. Yeah, I love that game. It, it was really good. It's an all-time great right there. It's like a top it five is. of all time for me. It's very good. So it's my favorite Final Fantasy. So that, that's the last one that I put in that I I played later in life. Okay. But gotta gotta um, put it in there. So uh, with my top six, I only have one that I played a little later on. And we'll get to that shortly. Okay. My number six, and again, this is it was hard putting it this low. And if I go and look at my top ten favorite games of all time, it probably should be higher. Because I'm pretty sure that it's uh, one of these on my top five is not on my top ten of all time. But again, I'll. But you know what? That makes sense though. Cause I always use a one game per series rule. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I do that. In my um, top 10. And that is this is the sequel to Soul Blazer, prequel to uh, Terranigma, Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. I've been trying to get you to play this game for years. And you have a box copy of it. I do have a complete box copy, and I love it. It's sitting on my shelf. It's in pretty good shape. Is it an action RPG too? It is also an action RPG. Soundtrack good. Soundtrack's fantastic. Also takes place in like real world locations. I mean, real you go world. to like, like the dungeons, for example, Great Wall of China, Angkor Wat, um, Machu Picchu in Peru, which is just called Incan Ruins in the game. But gotcha. like, those are three of the dungeons. Great pyramids. That's dungeon. Pretty, we're going to work on our list. Yeah, you, you got to play this game. I got to play it. Will is a cool protagonist. Uh, he can transform into, into two other characters. One is uh, Freedom, the knight. And then much later in the game, you transform into Shadow. Who is not as cool as Frieden, but is OP compared is to Shadow. Is Shadow cooler than Shadow the Hedgehog? Hedgehog? Um, I would go out on a limb and say that um, Kitty Kong is cooler than Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. That's, if you could see my face right that's now. That's my answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> that might be too far. Like, Shadow the Hedgehog is the ultimate edgelord and not in a good way. He's more of an edgelord than Bonner. Kitty Kong? Kitty Kong. Whew. That was the one from Knock on Country 3, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He scored, oh, he scored. Oh, that shadow. thing's terrible. Hands down. I don't know who was on the drawing board. Like, Donkey Kong Country 1, you got Donkey and Diddy. And then number two, you're like, well, Donkey's captured. Donkey Kong's captured. So we have Diddy and Dixie, which Dixie's very cool because she's Dixie's sp spinning my, hair. Like my favorite character in Flyass. But I don't know who thought, you know what, for the third one, it was already a stretch with Dixie. You're like, okay. But then you find out she's cool. Let's not bring Donkey Kong back. But that thing, 
I should have given us Diddy and Dixie again on another quest. Or Dixie. Or Donkey and Dixie. Or, yeah. All three. Or all three. Who would have thought that? Yeah. I don't know. They did think of that at Rare. They, they, they eventually or, thought about uh, it years down the road. At Retro. They, yep, they figured they, that when out. When they did uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. It yeah, it's sad. It is sucks. sad. I don't like that but, game. But, um... Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's... I will... I'm going to play that game. I like Donkey Kong Country 3. I don't like I, it. it. It is it is a fine game, but it is not the first two. But it's still a fine game. I think it was made by interns. Maybe. They're like, here, take this game. Here, they're good, they're our good devs are going to work at Goldeneye. You guys do this. That's probably what happened. They, you're, exactly. They're like, you have a template here. Just uh, yeah. copy and paste. Oh, dear. My number five. Now we're now we're into it. Yep. You've disgraced me. TMNT Turtles and Time. Yeah, I told you that was so hard. Deserves to the top, top five. Oh it's my so gracious! It was so, so hard not good, putting it on man. the list. It's so good. It's one of the best beat 'em ups of all time. I had to think about that when you said that. It's it's up there. Now I have to give Sega Streets of Rage was really fun. You give me a, I I I get a what's it a iron pipe and I get to beat people with it. That is fun. It is, but it's not as fun. It's not as fun having fun. a nunchuck getting pizza with my brothers and my cousins when we played it. Dude. It's so good. I remember playing it in the arcade and then it came to Super Nintendo. I was like, this is, this was my first experience of like, oh, because the arcade was really special back then. Right. And see, I didn't even know it was an arcade game until much later on. Yep. I knew it as a Super I played Nintendo it at, game. I played it at Bush Gardens. Nice. Which I don't think I've ever been back ever since then because we always... Well, this is not go to Bush Gardens fairly frequently. We always we always so end up close. going to Cedar Point like in, in yeah, Joggle Lake up in Ohio. We go to uh, Bush Gardens fairly frequently because our cousin lives right down in Richmond. So I wonder if that arcade's still there. Probably I'm trying. I'm trying to think. There is an arcade still in Bush Gardens in the Germany section of the park. There was like a show we went and saw afterwards where a guy was like holding a dragon down into a door, like he was. I remember this vividly. God, no, this is random memories. Which but we are rest in peace. We are not renewing our Bush Gardens passes this year because Oof. she just got a Disney pass, and we're going to start going to Disney a few times a year. Like we'll take long weekends and then go for a week vacation. Also, can you get cheap flights? Yes, out of uh, Akron. Very nice. Yep, she's actually flying down here in a couple weeks. Very for, for go see Hanson for three days. Turtles in time will not be disrespected on this podcast. So good. I don't feel that, like that disrespected. No, you didn't disrespect. It hurt me right now. Uh, oh, I know, but I mean, it's so good that when they made Shredder's Revenge, people rejoiced all around. Shredder's Revenge was also so good. So it is up there. It is like right up it there. It is. With, it's it's right there, man. Oh, man, I had to put it in my top five. So I know, good. technically, yes, Chrono Trigger. I mean, look, if I go to the moon, I'm taking Chrono Trigger with me. Right. But it turtles the time. Yeah, it's just so nostalgic. Just, there's like, there's, it's hard to argue with putting Turtles in Time in a top five on Super Nintendo. It's, just, it's, it's that so good. good. It's so that good. good. And there was a lot of good beat-em-ups on there. Double Dragon was great. Double Dragons and Battletoads. Turtles in Time, though. Right. Big Apple. 3 a.m. Uh, it's just ingrained, ingrained in my, in my mind memory. forever. So... And you can play that on the Switch. Can you can play both the arcade version and the SNES version on the uh, Calamunga collection? Great collection. I need to get that physical. I I have I a have mission. It. I'm going to start soon. I have it. And, do you? I do. Nice. I um. So recently, I put together a list of like 50 Switch games mm -hmm. that I think I want. Like one of my goals here in the next few years as a collector, I want to get a physical copy of all 50 50 of these games. I think it's a good idea because as we were talking about in Discord. Come to the Discord, talk to yeah, us. Yeah, Calabunga Collection's on it. Um, physical games are going to start going away. Yeah, I, I'm I think Nintendo is going to be the last stand. It is. So, and I'm actually I'm calling this venture. It's it's it's, it's called the code name right now. It's called the Switch Fifty. I like it. And uh, it's going to be 
I might start working on that simultaneously with my Zelda collecting. Hmm. Because Zelda collecting is going to be a lot more expensive than the Switch 50. Yeah. For the most part. So Charles Cowbunga collections on there? Cowbunga collection and Stratagem Red, I think are both on there. I'll send you the list. It's, it's on my laptop. I can send it to you later. Very good. Yeah, I think that's going to be the last stand of yeah. physical. I think Xbox is going away. And I already have some of them, so it's like, I don't have to buy 50. I think I have like 12 or 13 Switch. Greatest system of all time. I totally agree. You can play everything on it. Yes, so, you can. I love it. Uh, including the next five games. My, top, my whole top five you can play on the Switch. Really? Yeah. Uh, you can play, actually, you can play seven of my top ten games on the Switch. Oh, wow. Yeah. You the can. only ones you can't play are Illusion of Gaia. Um, a top eight. You and Terra Enigma. So, actually, you can play eight of my top ten. Eight of mine. Yeah. My two are Chrono Trigger and Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah. And even my honorable mentions, after the remake of Mario RPG, you can play all of those That's on the Switch. That's pretty good. Yeah. Illusion of Gaia, Terra Enigma, the only ones left out. Top five. I've been going back and forth on number four and five all day. What do you got? I think I finally settled on number five, Super Castlevania 4. Oh, man. And that was tough, not putting that at four. That's a great one. Yeah. But the, the number four game, like, just edged, just edged it out. Um, this is another one. I didn't play this until the Wii, until it came out. I, I remember very oh, well. Oh, really? The first year the Wii was out, on Christmas Day, they released five or six virtual console games. Um, one of them was one of the Mario games. I think it might have been Super Mario World. Best virtual console. Was and another one of them was Super Castlevania 4. And this was the first time I ever got to play Super Castlevania 4. Did you have the... I had the classic controller. Classic. Oh, what a great thing. Um, and Super Castlevania 4 has become one of those that I visit almost as frequently as Symphony of the Night. You know, last year around Halloween, I did a, uh, a full old school series playthrough of Castlevania. I played 1, 2, 3, Super 4, Bloodlines and Symphony of the Night. Um, and Very four nice. is like, it's not as punishingly difficult as the first three. It's still a tough game. And like the the final couple stages with the boss battles mm -hmm. without getting like breaks or healing between can be a little rough. But it just it, when you go for like from the, the original three to four, big jump, huge jump. It's just the controls. Mm -hmm. Simon to this day is so smooth. In Super Castle 24. And then they went fucking backwards with with Bloodlines, with Rondo of Blood and Dracula X, which is like a watered-down port I feel like of the Rondo. Super, Super Nintendo games hold up so much better yeah. than NES games. NES games, like Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, Super Mario Brothers 3, they all play great Legend of Zelda. Like, they play, like, you press the button, things happen. Yeah. Like, but, man, Super Nintendo just feels like it feels it still Yeah, because, like, in Castlevania 4, like, in the first three... If, when you jump in one direction, you're dedicated to it. That's it. Yep. You have four. You can control your dump, jump direction in midair. You can jump onto stairs. You can whip in all eight directions. I mean, it's... It's awesome. Yeah, it just it was a massive step up in the Game Boy. And graphics and the soundtrack is also great. Simon's theme, that's all my... I mean, that's on my YouTube playlist. Love it. Love it. That's a great pick. Yeah, absolutely. My number four, Yoshi's Island. Love Yoshi's That's Island. So good. I know we went on it about it a little bit earlier, but great music, great time, secret levels, had everything you wanted. You felt like you got, you know, back then when you bought a game, you wanted to play it for a while. You know, it wasn't like Yoshi's Story on Nintendo 64 uh, that I beat in one night, and I was like, yeah, me too. can't be. Now, apparently, you can get a lot more out of it, flushing it out and going through the stages in certain ways, but I don't desire I don't to get back to it. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't do that until fairly recently, but I'm still not going to go back and do it. It's really not that fun. Yeah, so shout out to Yoshi's Island again. My top four, what a game. Actually, my cousin Jim bought it. He had it. I didn't even believe him that it was out. And I had Nintendo Power too, but I just don't remember. Like, I must have, when I got Nintendo Power, I'd focus in on the strategy guide I got or, yeah, yeah. or something. But I went over his house and he had that. That's the second game that I came over. I was like, I don't believe you actually have this. Conqueror's Bad Fur Day was the other one. I was like, there's no way <laughs> you have Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. But Yoshi's Island, great game, man. Love it. Love it very much. What's your number four that you were wrestling with? Super Metroid. Oh. <laughs> the OG Metroidvania You game. put Metroid over Castlevania. In this one instance. Ah. I do like Super Metroid better than I like Super Castlevania 4. Um, and this is the one that I mentioned earlier. I didn't play this until I was literally the first time I played through this game. I was It was my first year teaching full time. I remember oh, very... Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I, so I remember this. It was 2000... I believe it was 2012. It might have been early 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was a big snowstorm coming. I remember this. So I packed my stuff to go to mom and dad's because they lived like right next to school. I taught at. And if I would go from home and there would be school and the weather was bad, it would be a pain in the ass getting there. Uh, so I took my Wii with me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play Super Metroid. I remember that snow day. I spent the whole day playing Super Metroid. Fell in love with it that day. Yeah. And uh, I, I beat it there within I remember within texting you about this. Too, I, yeah. I remember and, this. Man, I had so much fun with it. And uh, that's that's like the Metroid game that I always get back to. You know what's weird is I think of Metroid when I think I wonder there was a blizzard and it was the year I got married. It was after I got married, 2018. So in 2018, there was a blizzard that happened and I got stuck in and I beat Metroid Zero Mission on Wii U. Yeah. And I remember you, I remember like a few years ago, you had not played Super. Yep. And you and I talked a lot about it. You got frustrated with the one section where you Just had to like- Just one tiny section. Bomb. Great yeah. game though. Great game. Yes, I love it. The, the boss fights in that game, like the Ridley fight is so the Music's memorable. good too. I love the Ridley fight, the Kraid fight. If there's one thing Metroid does right, which mind you, Metroid does a lot of things right. But if there's one thing that it always like nails, it's the boss fights. Yeah. Metroid boss fights are second to none in gaming. Makes sense why Bonner likes him so it much. Because he likes Dark Souls. He does. He over their boss fights and everything. That yeah, makes sense now. Yeah, it makes sense. And plus, they're good games. It's they're great one games. Of the, it's one of the best games that he actually likes. That did, he, like, he doesn't like a lot of good games. That did not make my top, which is surprising. It's it's great. That's even fair. even after I beat it, I was like, man, this game's still, it's great. And uh, I know a lot of people prefer um, Dread. A lot of people, that's the new favorite Metroid game. And I like Dread, but the difficulty annoys me. Super, the Super Metroid is just right. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the most fun game to watch being speedrun. Yeah. It's a, like to watch Super Metroid races at like games on quick and stuff, it's a, so much fun to watch. It's a great choice. Yep. All right. Top three. It's getting real now. Number it got three. real at 10. Number three, the ultimate pack in Super Mario World. I mean, this game. It I, is the greatest pack If, if you time. told me I can only take one game to the moon. One game. This would actually be up there of consideration just because I'd be like, okay, I could just have fun, find secret levels. I remember finally getting the star like on the Wii Virtual Console mm-hmm. whenever I did absolutely everything. There was always a stage I was missing and I had the internet finally, so I looked it up and it was on a bridge over on the top right of the map where you like did something and you went down below the bridge and got a secret level. Star Road. This game's immaculate. It this is-, is an absolute 10 out of 10. I just don't understand how games could be this good back then. It was so good. 
and from everybody I've heard from, like on like YouTubers and stuff like that, that have played Mario Wonder, they're comparing. I know that's why. That's what I've heard. That's that's insane. Yeah. The simple fact of like you played Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Three. I didn't play two back in the day because it really didn't exist, but it did exist. Right. It's not really Super Mario Brothers Two. Uh, it's what we got, Doki Doki Panic or whatever. But right when you start out, you can go left or right. Now left, you go left a little bit and you get your little yellow block yep. and everything. But you didn't know that when you first started. Yeah, it's and you go into a boo house. Oh, oh, a boo house. And the switches, and then you got the the, the feather, which is still my favorite Mario power I've ever. You got Yoshi. Yoshi's in there. Yoshi's great. It's such a good game. It revolutionized boss fights in the Mario series because you actually get different, like unique boss battles. I, I love the map so much, too. Yeah. I love it. I love like, it. You know, in the original Mario, Mario, like the boss battles, they were all the same. Mm-hmm. It was all just jump over Bowser. Mario 3, the Koopa Kid fights, essentially were all the same. Now, there were some that were the same in World, but there was like maybe one or two mm-hmm. of the Koopa Kids were similar. You know, knock them into the lava. Uh, but, you know, a lot of them had different stuff going on. Now, there's a reason this is number three for me and not number two. Um, I love the secret worlds and everything. I, I love trying to figure that out. This is just an absolute classic. So, but number two is above it for for some other reasons. But that's my number three, man. My number three is Final Fantasy three slash six. I'm glad I finally played this one. Yeah, it's just it's got my it's one of the things I think I like most about Final Fantasy six. I've told you this before. I love that instead of going with a main protagonist, it just has the ensemble cast. Yep. Everybody's important, and everybody's there for their own reason. Yes, there are the three hidden characters that really, well, we always say it's not hidden, but three optional characters, like Yamaro, Gogo, and Mog, Mm -hmm. that, you know, really aren't tied to the story. I guess Shadow to an extent, but Shadow, you do have to have him sometimes early in the game. And then, you know, there's a point where if you don't do something right, he dies, and you never see him again. And, you know, the connection that he has to Realm. I, I love the connection that you find out about if, as long as he survives. Because, you know, when you first meet Realm, you know, Interceptor goes right to her. Mm-hmm. And Shadow's like, it's weird. Interceptor doesn't like anybody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, later on through these flashbacks, you find out that Shadow is Realm's dad. Hmm. And it's just like, oh, man, it's just, I love the cast. Everybody's great. There is not a single character in that game I dislike. Lock with... Rachel and everything. Yeah, that, that's a, such a great... Yeah, everybody has such a great, like, backstory for, of their own. Yep. And, I love Celeste. Yeah, Celeste. Edgar is one of my favorite characters of all time in Final Fantasy. You know, the womanizer. He's got the BFC, that big freaking chainsaw he whips out. He does. Puts the Jason mask on for an instant kill. It's just one of the coolest pop culture references when he does that. When I saw Distant Worlds, they did the suplex in the train. Because they played I that. told you. It was so yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was like the best part. <laughs> Everybody went Everybody nuts. cheered. Yeah, we were like, please do the suplex. And they, they did the suplex. They, it was a lot of fanfare. Yeah, suplex it, in the train is like one of the most iconic moments in the history, history of the series. It's up there with like Aerith's death as like one of those big moments. And you could miss it entirely just by not knowing how to do it. Yeah. Which is a shame. Like Everybody needs to experience the train suplex at least once. It was great. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wonderful game. The characters are really... I still think about them. And I'm like, I, I think of... If I would have played that back then, you know how much I think about Final Fantasy VII because of where I was at in my life and like reading that. Like, because I didn't read a lot. I read some as a kid. Like, I read some of the Harry Potter books. But that story is just to think of like what I really think about the system for is platformers. Yep. So, like, when I played Super Nintendo, I booted up Tecmo Super Bowl, I booted up Donkey Kong Country and Turtles to boot it up and be like, all right, I'm going to go through a world and a story. It's amazing. 
I yeah. just I, I just didn't experience it back then. So that was my feeling with Final Fantasy VII was I didn't know games could do this. I didn't know because I played a lot of platformers. Uh, right. And it's just it's so and, good. You know, I played seven before six. Um, but even still, like I six is my favorite. Oh, the art style. And, and then nine and seven are like neck and neck. I think I slightly prefer nine, but seven is, I mean, they're so good. Nine's it's got so, that classic Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's so hard picturing those two games in the long run, but Final Fantasy six is like, that is my Final Fantasy game. And how great did that game look for a Super Nintendo game? Oh, in the, I don't know how they did it. How yeah, they do, how they do like, dancing mad on a Super Nintendo yeah. chip. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, with that and, uh, you know, the graphics were fantastic. Oh, yeah. They were up there like, you know, with Courage Trigger, like, how does the game look this good? And I'm not including games with 3D renders like Mario RPG in that conversation. Yeah, those are those are like a different kind of graphics. These were yeah. like just these are sprites. Like I said, Star Fox looked good at the time. Yeah, does not look good anymore. It doesn't control well. This still, yep, holds up. What a great choice. What's your number two? My number two. I won't go on into about about it too much because I've already talked about one in the other series. I understand if I did my top ten, I would only pick one of these, but I got to go with Donkey Kong Country too. So special, finding the coins. That the final music, boss fight, though. Final boss fight, Gangplank Galleon. Best, best final boss fight in any platformer game, bar it's, it's so good. And I remember playing it after Donkey Kong Country 1. It improved on everything. Like there was more secrets, there was more bonus levels. And, it, you know, as a kid, that's all you had to do. So, I mean, I would just replay that all the time. I can't tell you how many times I beat that game back and forth, back and forth. I love it so much. It's, it's so really, it's it's really so special. special. It's a, it's a it's a good one. Uh, and if, you know, I think the first two are just, they're right neck and neck. I, I put Donkey Kong one further down just out of respect of how highly I hold two. So, Donkey Kong Country 2. My number two is my favorite RPG of all time. That's Chrono Trigger. That hurts you when I put it at nine. It did a little bit, but to be fair, I, I put Turtles in Time as an honorable mention. <laughs> I can't believe you had yeah. this as a kid. That, that, that would be amazing. I, like, I, I wish I could go back in time and tell I know. young Raj, keep that box in pristine condition because cherish it. This like a complete box Chrono Trigger, that is a holy grail for me. Among like, I've got a few games that I want that I consider holy grail items. This is like the biggest one for me. Yep. It used to be Ease 8 Collector's Edition for Switch. Got it. But then I got the PS5 version of that. So now this is my holy grail. And maybe someday, but the current prices aren't too promising on that. I think if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to buy it in pieces. Like I'm going to get the game. Yeah. Then later on get the manual. Then later on get the box. I think that's the only way I'm ever going to be able to afford it and justify doing it. There's got to be a reason they haven't ported this game. I, I mean, like when you now that you see Super Mario RPG, that just has to tell you smoke. Where there's doing, smoke, there's fire. And there doing, was a lot of Chrono Trigger smoke before Super Mario RPG remake yes, was revealed. So, I think they're doing something with this I, game. I, I, I don't know I what so. they're going. They're probably taking their time. They probably got a small team on it trying to figure it yeah, out. Don't don't hurry it. Don't rush it. But I, they got to be doing something with this game. They, they, they just have to. Because you always wonder, Super Mario RPG could have easily been put out on the Virtual Console. Yes, eShop. You know, I think it was. On well, Vir- there, it was on Virtual it, Console, it right? Didn't be, it was on Virtual Console. It didn't. There were there were copyright issues with Square in releasing it. Uh, well, yeah, because it came later on the Virtual Console. I'm well. sure Square was like, "We want money." Yeah, exactly. So who owns? Because mind you, Crow on the Trigger. Virtual Console, they got money because it was it was being sold. Yes, it was not being sold with NSO. Let's remake it, which is great. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. But I, I truly, I, I think there's 
something going on with Chrono Trigger. I don't think we see it for a couple more years. I think so. I think it's going to be on PS5, Switch 2, Xbox Series. I think it's going to be like one of those HD 2D. I think In so. the style of like Octopath or, you know, uh, Dragon Quest 3, which we're never getting, or Star Ocean 2. They should I, give it the Star Ocean 2 treatment. I, they may, that may be the test that, for I think it. Because that the, took uh, so long. Yep. I, I bet you that's it. I think that's the route they should go, is the Star Ocean 2 route, which uh, that would be great for Chrono Trigger. Also, do that with Final Fantasy VI, please. That would be awesome. Yeah. Great number two. Okay, so uh, I, I, we, we had the same number one. We do we have do. the same number one. This is, this is my favorite game of all time. Period. It's, it's, it's right there with me. Yeah, it's like there's no other game that I've gone back to more. I, I used to play it yearly. Now it's kind of changed every couple of years. If you've ever listened to any podcast that I've hosted, you know that my favorite game of all time is The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I just it's replayed it over the summer. It's an absolute masterpiece. Like when I replayed it over the summer, it was my first playthrough since 2020. I just replayed it too, didn't I? Uh, I think you played it last year. I think last you streamed year. It. Yeah, you streamed it. Yeah, last coffee year. Coffee and Grind. What a game. The game's magical. It is. That's the game. That's the other game we got to launch, but that was on layaway. It's the game I woke up oh, yeah, at yeah. 1 a.m., walked in the living room to my dad, going through <laughs> Hyrule Castle, rescuing Princess Zelda. If you haven't played Link to the Past, I, he I beat know, the game for me. I, I know sure. my cousin Mike, he loves Ocarina the most, and I tell him Link to the Past is my favorite. He's like, How? Just think of Ocarina. I'm like, it's just it's just a magical world. It takes me back to a place. I don't, I don't think it's all nostalgia either. I think if you made a game, because we play games like RPGs that are you know sprite-based and everything. Right. If someone made a game that good right now, like a Shovel Knight or a Mina the Hollower or you know Hollow Knight, anything that's more old school. We just saw it with Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars, absolutely. And I like would, you just said, uh, Shovel Knight, those are like the perfect examples. Yes. You you would make it. I, I think the reason no one's made a game like this is because it's it's almost impossible. And like, I, I also, I love Ocarina. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites. It's not even, I mean, I, I prefer Twilight Princess, but I love Ocarina. It doesn't hold up as well as Link to the Past. No, this whole, it still just, plays perfect. Yeah, Link to the Past, like, you, you can boot up the super, you can throw the cartridge in the SNES and still plays perfectly fine that'd be awesome to play nothing on CRT. needs to it i'd love to have a crt and play that on there oh yeah like would i would i mind seeing uh a remake done in the same vein as like like green world with this graphics of look the past yeah I'd be, I'd be cool with it. yeah i'd be fine with it but you know i've also i've often said like and i've said the same thing with car trigger like we don't need to touch those games they're mm. fine as is yeah but would i be against getting like as long as i can play the original too yeah so. like don't give me a full-on remake just maybe Give the Link's Awakening treatment where you're just kind of up-present the graphics and not really doing much else with it. And it's just fine. Um, I, I, just, I love this game. I do too. Yeah, I, it's, it's a game that I know I will always go back to. Um, it's a game that I will request on my deathbed that I be buried with. I can do that. Yeah. Well, that'd be implying I make it longer. That's going to be in my will. Bury me with my Link to the Past. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, that will literally be in my will. <laughs> Bury me with Code as Ashes and Link to the Past. There you go. It is. It's, I could go on and on about that game. I love the dark world. I love finding the bottles, the bear under the bridge, running into a bookshelf in Kakariko Village. Well, that was south of it. Uh, it's just, there's just so much. Oh, yeah. It's just so much I remember finding the Master Sword, all the little animals partying. So yeah. peaceful. You finally found it. You thought the game was over. Right. My most recent <sighs> playthrough was the GBA version on Steam Deck. Yeah. 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 But it was still great. Still great. Still great. Oh, yeah. You know, I've done, I've done everything with that game. Too. I've done 100% playthroughs. I've I've beaten the game in a, in a single day. 
you know, I've uh, I never finished a randomizer, but I did play through most of one of the randomizers. Oh yeah, ones, that might I be really fun. want to go through and like do a whole links to the past randomizer. That'd be fun. At some point. That'd be fun to do on but, a Saturday. Uh, yeah, it would. Streaming or something. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Patreon.com/slash Thirteen Palm Trees. There are many tiers of donations you can go there. You can get a ten dollars a month. You can get sticker of the month club with cool stickers. I don't know if this is a uh, Patreon sticker, but I just got this really cool uh, Howdy sticker. It's got Kirby in his cowboy hat. It's kind of glittery that that uh, that Jebecki gave me, the social media mastermind that is super cool and the producer of Ways of Local Fantasy Football. Yep. Vex for Xbox 2023. Xbox is doing a little bit better. We they might, are. We might not need to hire just yet. Vex for PlayStation 2023. Yes. We're changing it up. Vex <laughs> for PlayStation 2023. <laughs> um, we'll have to go change your name immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, super cool little sticker. But um, yeah, $5 a month. There's tiers where you can get early access to things. I think I'm on the $5 tier. I might even, yeah, I'm going to on the 5 Yep. Um, Come join the Discord, talk to yeah, us. Yeah, join the Discord. You find a link to give the us Discord your top 10. in the description of the episode. Yes, please. Give us your top 10 SNES games. One more important fact, though, about that Discord. Mm hmm. So all the money from that goes to help all of the shows in the 13 Pilot Trees branding. It helps with like studio upgrades, different things like that. Nowhere near does it come close to covering all of the costs for anything that goes on here. I, I know Michael and Daniel are so far in the hole financially with this venture. We do appreciate them. But what I appreciate most is that Daniel cannot use this Patreon money to pay Ryan Turner to stop begging Jebecki for feet picks. Can't happen. Can't happen. Ryan, you're not getting Becky's feet picks. And not just because, you know, Daniel can't pay you the Patreon money to not do it, but because she's got, she's classy. Very classy. She's not giving you no feet picks. Very nice lady. Yeah. Nice lady. Hopefully she runs PlayStation too. Absolutely. You can find Justin on the way to the local fantasy football show. Yep. Uh, interesting change with that this year because we haven't done an episode since they came back. Uh, Wasted Local Fantasy Football is now a YouTube exclusive. It is no longer a podcast. Um, so you can find that on the 13 Palm Trees YouTube channel. Uh, I might be on the newest episode of that, which launched a week ago as of launch of this episode. So check that out if you want to see my lovely face talking about some football with, with Justin and, and Daniel, two, two OGs right there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, well, any, do you have any uh, last things to say or where we can find you on the internet aside from Wasted Local? Find us in Discord and then go play Super Nintendo games. Play Super Nintendo. So good. Drop us your top 10. It's so good. It is. And this is the best gaming year of all time. It's hard to disagree with that. And it's, it's still really coming. The games still are going. still coming. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, happy gaming. Happy gaming.